Today on Let the Bible Speak. One of the moral issues confronting our society is gambling. So what's the big deal? Greetings and welcome to Let the Bible Speak. A very good day to you. Thank you for joining us to study the Word of God. Gambling has been around since Bible times, but like several other things, it is coming out of the bars, taverns, and other places of ill repute and becoming a Main Street attraction and a major form of entertainment in America and other places around the world. Most American states today have some form of lottery, and many permit some level of gaming, casino gambling, online wagering. It raises the question, is gambling morally wrong? As the name of our program suggests, Christians are interested in letting the Bible speak about the issues that confront us, and this one should be no different. But a person may say, well, we'll have a hard time letting the Bible speak about this subject because we don't read any explicit commandment or prohibition concerning gambling in the Bible. But as we will see, the Bible does indeed have some things to say that relate to gambling, and Christians need to seriously consider the Bible's teaching before taking part in it. A good place to begin is Paul's words to the younger evangelist Timothy. He wrote in 1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning in the 6th verse, Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierce, pierce themselves through with many sorrows. Well, many problems in our world revolve around the love of money, and the problems that stem from gambling are no different. We'll look to the scriptures as we ask the question today, what's wrong with gambling? After a song from the congregation. If I could climb to the top of every mountain, or if I swam into the depths of every sea, if I could Jesus means to be to me. 
just what is gambling? Is it morally wrong? Can we prove from the Bible that it is a sin? You may ask, well, how can it possibly be wrong to bet a small sum on a horse race, but all right to lose $1,000 in the stock market? What's the difference? Can we justify gambling on the basis that the revenue it generates goes for good causes such as education? Well, these are all questions that arise whenever the subject of gambling is discussed or debated. Gambling is big business in our world and in our country today. It is a problem of great proportions as well. World gambling statistics show that around 26% of people gamble, and according to Casino.com, in 2014, Americans gambled per capita more than $505 per person. And it has only increased since then as the casino and online app gaming industry set a record in 2021 for revenue, raking in, again, a record $53 billion. Now keep in mind that money is made from people who lose their bets. When you take in all types of gambling the world over, the industry is worth nearly half a trillion dollars. And think about what that means. That means that millions of people are literally paying that price. And they're also paying figuratively. As many as 10 million Americans are compulsive gamblers or have a gambling addiction. Uh, when you take in fantasy sports betting, online gaming, and so forth, at least 75% of high school students say they have gambled. Nearly every state has some form of legalized gaming now. Many states are further loosening restrictions on casinos or establishing lotteries. Until no longer is gaming or gambling something reserved for a few cities like Las Vegas. It has moved into communities all across the land. Well, like many other things, the growing number of people indulging and laying aside any moral or spiritual convictions that maybe they once had about gambling well, that makes the practice seem more and more respectable and acceptable, and people begin to think there's really no big deal about it. We have no control over what unbelievers do, but Christians are to have their lives governed by the Word of God, the New Testament. And no, there is no passage that I'm aware of that explicitly says, gambling is a sin or thou shalt not gamble. But we must ask the question in all sincerity, does the Bible set forth principles that would forbid the Christian from gambling their money? Well, I strongly believe that it does. Just what is gambling? And what could be wrong with gambling? Well, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines it as the practice of risking money, or I should say the practice or activity of betting, the practice of risking money or other stakes in a game or bet. The World Book Encyclopedia defined it as the betting on the outcome of a future event. Gamblers usually bet money or something else of value as a stake on the outcome they predict, and when the outcome is settled, the winner collects the loser's stakes. Well, from those and other similar definitions, there are three elements, at least, involved in gambling. One, there is an uncertain event that is arbitrarily predicted. Number two, there is a bet or a wager that is deliberately chanced. And then number three, there is a winner and a loser, and the winner gains at the expense of the loser. Now, that's essentially what makes up gambling. Now, gambling is not the same thing as merely taking a risk. You can't live life without taking some risk. Life has risks at every turn. Now, none of us have any way of knowing the future, and so merely getting in your car and driving somewhere has some risk. No one lives on this earth without making daily decisions that could turn out one way or the other, and we don't know. That's, that's not what gambling is about. That's not what calls gambling into question, necessarily. 
Now, buying stock in a company usually involves some risk, but that doesn't make it gambling. When you, when you buy stock, you're simply investing in a business venture or in several businesses. And if that business succeeds, you reap dividends. If that business fails because it is poorly run or because of a crash in the economy, you lose your investment. Uh, you're not losing at the, so that somebody else will win, uh, but rather you're losing simply because that business did not prosper, that business failed. You invest by buying a home. Generally, home values increase, but you always take the risk that the housing market could crash and leave you upside down and at a loss. That, that's not gambling. That's just investing in something and owning some interest in that thing and its success. Buying insurance is not gambling. When you insure a possession, you're purchasing financial protection. The buyer and the insurance company both have their interests served by that, per by that purchase. Uh, winning a sweepstakes or a contest, that doesn't constitute uh, gambling. Winning a prize. There's no better wager involved when you merely register to win something that is being offered by some company or individual to those who register. And I might also point out that gambling is not defined by the degree or size of what is at stake. It's a matter of the action that is taken and what is taking place in the heart that leads a person to get involved. There is no monetary threshold that when you cross that line, suddenly it becomes gambling. Friend, whether it's a dollar or a thousand, it's the act involved, not the amount. It's the relationship to money as that interacts with the principles that the Bible teaches about money. So gambling takes on many forms and it can involve, it can involve very small things or it can involve very large consequential sums of money. The question is not how much, it is does it comply with the principles set forth in the Word of God concerning Christian conduct, especially where it concerns money. Well, some argue that if the Bible doesn't name a thing and explicitly condemn it, such as in the Ten Commandments given to Moses, that it must be permitted. Well, friend, let me tell you, that's a very inadequate and dangerous way to read and interpret the Bible, especially as a New Testament Christian. Because the New Testament doesn't govern the life of a Christian in that fashion. The Lord and His apostles taught the principles by which His people are to live out their lives. And everything we do and say must be in harmony with those principles. If something violates one or more of those principles, then it's sinful, whether or not the Bible explicitly names that thing or not. We can cite several examples. One is uh, modest apparel. The Bible teaches in 1 Timothy 2 and verse 9 that Christian women are to adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety. Now the Bible doesn't give a list of modest clothes to wear. That would be very impractical when you span the ages of time and changing cultures and styles and so forth. But what the Bible does do is it gives some principles and guidelines for modesty by which a Christian woman should dress. And she has to apply that to whatever garment she may start to wear. In fact, all of us have some guideline for what we are to wear, and uh, we are to live within that guideline. Sometimes a specific practice is named and condemned in the New Testament, but not always. We're always to make sure that what we say and do is in harmony with the principles that Christ calls us to live by. And I believe there are at least five principles that should raise the red flag about gambling for anyone wanting to live a life pleasing and honoring to God. First of all, gambling violates the Bible's teaching against covetousness. Now, covetousness is the desire to have what belongs to someone else. 
And that therefore opens the door to other sins as well. If gambling is not the desire to win or obtain what belongs to someone else, then what is gambling? Where does the payout come from when one wins a bet? Well, it comes from those who lost. Casinos are not charitable organizations who are just graciously uh, doling out money to people who happen to win a game. The owner of a casino is not giving you money that he simply wants to generously donate to others. No, he's taking from others to give to you, and in the process, he's making a big profit. If you win the lottery, uh, the state isn't reaching into its coffers and just giving you money. They're taking from the revenues of those who bought tickets in, in hopes of winning, just like you if you play the lottery, but who, to their disappointment, lost. The Bible has a lot to say about money and the possessions of others, and one of the sins that the Bible, Old and New Testaments, most explicitly condemns is covetousness. The Christian is not to go through life seeking to profit off of others' losses, to acquire other people's possessions, to get for himself what belongs to someone else. He or she is to live a life of contentment. And uh, contentment with the things that God allows us to honestly earn. Paul in Colossians 3 and verse 5 said that covetousness is a form of idolatry. It's a worship of material things, mammon, money, possessions. The same apostle told Timothy to warn those who desire to be rich, as we read in our text, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10. Now related to that, and number two, principle number two, gambling violates the legitimate means of transfer of money or property. There are three legitimate ways of obtaining money or property that are upheld in the Word of God. Number one, there's labor, where money is earned by a person working for it. Now, the Bible teaches that this is to be our primary means of obtaining money. A Christian who is wrong, who refuses to work, and rather dreams and schemes of getting rich, especially off the backs of others, especially if he's not going to get out and earn it. Uh, second of all, there is an exchange where a commodity is given or exchanged for something of value. That could be money or some kind of good. You could swap, you could trade for something. And then number three, it's certainly morally right to accept gifts from another person. A gift is something of value that is given without the expectation of anything in return. That might be an inheritance or it may be a prize. Well, gambling doesn't involve the giving or receiving of a gift. Gambling is not an exchange of possessions. It's not an exchange of labor for something thus earned. So gambling is not a legitimate way of transferring money or property. And then number three, principle number three, there is the principle of love and the golden rule. Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. He said that we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. Now, can we honestly say that we are practicing those principles while we're striving to take all at the loser's expense? Now, you may say, yes, but they're consenting to losing by participating in the bet. They're taking that chance. Yes, but that doesn't make it right. Gambling is coveting and stealing what belongs to somebody else. Yes, by their consent, but dueling is murder by consent. In gambling, one beats another out of what he or she does not want to give. They may have agreed to forfeit it when they got involved in the game or bet, 
But that doesn't mean they wanted to give it. They wanted, rather, to take your money. If not, what's the purpose of gambling? And a person may say, well, it's fun to play the game. Well, maybe so, but you can play a game without betting and taking what someone else hoped and tried to keep for themselves. So there's number three, the golden rule. And I believe that rules out gambling. Number four, gambling violates the biblical principle of stewardship. Now we're obligated as Christians to be good stewards of the blessings that God gives us. As God's creation, we are stewards. The fact is, nothing really belongs to you, nor does it belong to me. Everything belongs to God. Have you ever thought about that? He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, as the psalmist put it long ago. He is the sovereign creator. He is the giver of every good and perfect gift, said James in James 1 and verse 17. So anything in our possession is on loan from God, whether it be our money, our talents, our opportunities, friend, even our bodies. Now we like to act as though we have complete autonomy over these things and that they are ours to do with as we please, but that's simply not the case. You don't have anything from the body your spirit dwells in, to the roof you live under, to the clothes on your back, to the food you eat, the water you drink, that God by His grace didn't give you. So we are stewards of these things, not owners, we're stewards. And the Bible warns that one day we will give an accounting to the owner. Paul said, moreover it is required in stewards that one be found faithful, 1 Corinthians 4 verse 2. We're to be diligent with what belongs to our master. Now, when you gamble, you're just essentially throwing money away. Now that's a statistical fact. Every single game that you play at a casino or online has a statistical likelihood that you will lose your money. Remember those billions of dollars made by the gambling industry every year? And how they are made up by the losses of the millions who gamble. Friend, there is always a house edge or else those gambling establishments wouldn't be in business. And friend, the lottery is no better. In an article by Live Science some time back, Michael Shackelford, who is a gambling math expert, explained that so far as odds are concerned, the worst game you can play is the lottery. He claimed that you have better odds playing roulette. The odds of a jackpot win in the lottery are dismal. It has been estimated that the odds of picking the right numbers in a typical state lottery are 1 in 12 to 14 million. There is not an honest banker or financial advisor in the whole world who would recommend an investment like that. You may say, well, people frivolously spend and throw money away every day. That may be true. It is true. But that's not right either. You see, the Christian is to be wise with how we use and invest our finances because we are accountable stewards of the blessings God allowed us to have. I don't believe that legitimately investing in the stock market, for example, is gambling. But if a person does no due diligence and no research into the worthiness of the company or fund that they're investing in, well, they're foolish. And yes, being a poor steward of money and nothing displays poor stewardship than gambling. And then number five, and finally, gambling is addictive. As many as 10 million Americans live with a gambling addiction. You must know that gambling carries a high risk because particularly in states with casino gambling, you'll see television advertisements and you'll see billboards along the highways advertising a number for people to call for help who become addicted. 
Well, that should tell many of those are required by law. That should tell us gambling addiction is a serious problem. In fact, gambling addictions have done nearly as much harm to marriages, homes, children, futures as alcohol and drugs. I've personally seen marriages that were splintered and destroyed through somebody who gambled away a family's money. According to Gamblers Anonymous, 80 to 90 percent of individuals who, who uh, admit, uh, who attend those meetings, admit that they have engaged in illegal acts to get money for gambling. The necessity of such organizations as Gamblers Anonymous shows the enslaving and the destructive nature of gambling. Several years ago, the Council on Compulsive Gambling said, that of the tens of thousands of calls to their hotline, more than half were adults addicted to playing the lottery. I recently saw an article about a woman arrested and fired from her job for stealing tens of thousands of dollars, embezzling it from her employer so she could buy scratch-off lottery tickets. I read another article about a young man named Matt who blew through more than a half million dollars in ten years and nearly destroyed his life. His grandfather took him to the horse races when he was 15 years old and he placed a bet and he won. And it created and it fed a growing monster that nearly destroyed his life. Almost $100,000 of that lost money was from his grandmother's inheritance, 200000 of it from his father's savings. And he kept digging the hole deeper and deeper till he reached a point of desperation. And after 10 years, he finally could see no other way out and tried to take his own life. He was unsuccessful and he finally got the help he needed, according to the article, and he hasn't placed a bet since 2018. Now, friend, according to the law of God, gambling is not lawful to begin with. But Paul, speaking of things that within themselves were not wrong, when went so far as to say in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 12, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And besides all of the other principles that condemn gambling, this one alone should raise a red flag and warn the Christian away from it. Friend, there are better ways to spend and invest your money. There are much better ways to honestly make a living or gain wealth. There are exponentially better investments for the money that God allowed you to come by. And if you're a Christian, I can assure you there are better ways to spend your money that will bring glory to God and enlarge the kingdom of His Son. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from their faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Have you heard of my friend who is dearer to me than all wealth that the world can command? Tis a joy just to
We hope you have found the lesson today thought-provoking and that you'll seriously consider this subject as we see the proliferation of gambling in more and more places across America. If you'd like a free printed copy of our lesson today, we'll be happy to send it to you. It's always free of any cost or obligation. Get in touch with us and ask for the lesson, What is Wrong with Gambling? And we will get that on its way to you as quickly as we can. You can also find other resources at our website, ltbstv.org. We're on social media, so be sure to follow us and subscribe to us on platforms such as Facebook and YouTube. And we have a podcast that you can search for, Let the Bible Speak TV, wherever you find your podcasts, and subscribe and listen whenever you would like. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is certainly a great privilege for us to enjoy, and we thank you for spending it with us today, and we hope you'll make plans to join us again next time, if the Lord wills, for another time of Bible study. Until then, may you have a great week ahead, and may the Lord bless you according to His will. Let the Bible Speak is brought to you by The Church of Christ. For more information, including our past broadcast and sermon transcripts, visit ltbstv.org. Thanks for being with us today. Join us next time for Let the Bible Speak.